Hello and welcome to 120 Outdoors, where the conservation-minded outdoors men and women explore all things hunting and fishing in the lands and waters that make it all happen. Join Chris DePaula and me, Don Klaus, as we discuss the outdoor world in our 120. But wherever you are, we think you just may find this fits your 120 too. Hi, folks, and welcome to 120 Outdoors. My name is Chris DePaula, and I'm here with my co-host, Don Klaus. Don, how are you tonight? I'm not too bad, Chris. That's good. That's good. Uh, before we get started on the podcast, a couple things, Don. I thought um, we should talk a little bit about, uh, we did an, a, a show here, uh, episode 52, talking about uh, forward-facing sonar and should it be banned. And uh, we've had so much response to that. Um, I just thought we would, could touch on that for a few minutes. And, and uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, you can check it out. As I mentioned, it's episode 52. A lot of people, we must have hit a nerve or something there. Um, a lot of response there yeah. uh, to that subject. Rightfully so. It's a, it's a game-changing technology and uh, stirs a lot of emotions. And you said it, we, we touched a nerve. Yeah, for sure. So if you haven't had a chance, uh, check that out. Um, I think you'll really enjoy that. And, you know, when we started this podcast a couple years ago, um, Don and I talked about we wanted to mention or, or go into um, all the hunting and fishing opportunities within our 120. And we also mentioned not only fishing and hunting, but also the issues. And we have one of the issues here we're going to talk about tonight is going to be called the uh, No Child Left Inside Act of 2023. And Don, why don't you take us through that a little bit about exactly what the, what's going on here with that? And we can kind of educate not only ourselves, but our listeners on what exactly this uh, proposed bill looks like. Well, for starters, Chris, you kind of have to wind a clock back a bit. If you go back into the early 2000s, you find that there was some discussion made, a a book written, and the title of his book uh, was The Last Child in the Woods. And the gist of that was, uh, well, here's the rest of the title, The Last uh, Child in the Woods, Saving Our Children from the Nature Deficit Disorder. This goes back to 2005. And that kind of started a discussion among uh, a lot of people, uh, educators, legislators, and and whatnot. And uh, a movement kind of evolved out of that, which was the No Child Left Inside Act. And uh, as the title of the book indicates, uh, there was a a nature deficit disorder in children. And uh, we've kind of gotten to see this firsthand with... uh, the overscheduled child of, of today, modern times, um, homework is, is demanding, uh, activities that are placed on kids that are demanding. And a lot of kids just don't get the opportunity to get outside and experience uh, their natural environment. So anyway, move through the 2000s, and uh, there have been a couple iterations of this uh, No Child Left Inside. Uh, there have been bills introduced into our U.S. House of Representatives, um, U.S. Congress, to remedy this uh, to the extent possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, The current iteration that we're talking about here is Senate Bill 1239 and House of Representatives Bill H.R. 2784. Now, these were introduced uh, 
in this year into the 118th Congress to um, to try and introduce uh, opportunity to include that in in our education system by way of grants and uh, um, if you think of it as a carrot and stick approach uh, this is kind of more carrot you know opportunities for schools to introduce outdoor and uh, environmental education for their students okay so that's the that's the purpose of this that's the gist of it okay um, many students uh, do not get an opportunity to experience the outdoor world uh, just by virtue of where they live um, you know uh, if, if you live in a city it's it's very difficult and uh, it's not always built in and it's not a priority for schools as as many of them operate now yeah yeah so anyway um i can talk about a few of the things that the congress has has found out and you know things don't happen unless you do studies and and have data <clears throat> and i i trust that they have have uh studies have been reported yeah. to them and they have data so here's here's a bullet that i'll point out children and young adults are increasingly disconnected from the natural world around them spending less time outside playing exploring and learning i i think we've seen that firsthand yeah, yeah we have don uh, i i don't want to throw rocks at uh at video games in particular but um i mean just look at those and uh, many many hours are, are consumed by that which in a different time would have been spent possibly outdoors yeah um well when you and i grew up it was a whole different time done we, we were outside all the time I mean, you know, I didn't want to be in the house. Didn't matter what time of year it was. You know, we were outside. That's not the case anymore. No, at all. No, that's uh, that's long gone. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> probably even in our time, there were some that didn't have the same opportunities we had. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, but those are further diminished now. Yeah. Um, another point made was that uh, quality education for students includes opportunities to make connections outside of the classroom. It's not all about. Uh, what you get inside the four walls uh, you don't get to experience it if you don't get out right and and they acknowledge that yeah i could see that and then the other part of it i, I kind of touched on this every student should have the opportunity to to participate in in outdoor education programs and comparable outdoor education um you know and that's just not the case across the country no it's funny because it's um, even where we live here, Don, there's a lot of school districts and I'm not going to obviously name them. Some of them are college prep school districts. They don't even have shop class anymore. Remember when we took shop class in school, we took wood shop and electric. And I remember taking all those classes. That was a requirement. I took shop class every day. Yeah. I learned a lot from it. Sure. It's, I know. You've non, helped me with a lot of the stuff. It's non-existent. No. And, and a lot of these schools anymore, they don't, they're all college prep. And hey, I get it. My kids all went to college. I understand. I mean, you and I went to college. Mm -hmm. But I think they're missing a piece of this. They're not, there's not a, they're not. And I think this bill is trying to fix that, obviously. that The student is not well-rounded, as you mentioned. It, yeah, they're educated in you know, college prep and getting ready to go to high school to, to go on to college or through high school. But they, they don't have any idea what's outside the windows. I mean, let's be honest. They don't. They don't. That's that's right. Yeah. They yeah. wouldn't know an oak tree if it fell on a car. <laughs> they yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Not enough of them. No. Not, not enough of them, no. I, I hate to say it, and some of it's in my family, you know. Yeah. I, I, I've got the same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I have a nephew. Uh, I was uh, working on my garden, which happens to be uh, over in PA. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I'm, I'm working on the garden, and, and I, I spent hours in the garden. And uh, he was visiting at, at my, my mom's house, and uh, I, I hadn't seen him. I, w- I was out there for hours. <laughs> and when uh, I went in the house to get a drink, I said, I said, uh, what, what are you, a vampire? You can't, can't go can't out come outside, yeah. Afraid light. of the sunlight, yeah. He says, ah, I'm kind of a computer kid. I'm happy in here. Oh, geez. So I, I got to see it first. No, time. I mean, it's happening. It is. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Don. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, no. Your, your points are good ones. Anyway, uh, in conjunction with this, uh, 46 states have already developed or, or are working on programs to introduce outdoor education and environmental education into their curriculums. So um, I, I think they're kind of getting ready uh, in the hopes that, that uh, some federal government action can follow to say, okay, we'll help you get there. So, yeah. So um, this isn't just recently dreamed up. I think this has been worked on for a while. You know, the, the one thing too, Don, and I, I'm, not a, I'm not a teacher and don't ever claim to be one, but I know they have that in Ohio. There's that state testing they have, uh, that requirements, and I believe it's in math and science and English reading. I'm not sure what the other requirements are. Would this be part of that then, the, the state testing, some of this? I would hope that it is. Because but I, if it's not, you know what's going to happen with it. Well, I think wh- where you're going with this is what's going to happen is what is already probably happening. They have these benchmarks that they have to hit. Mm-hmm. And th- the stuff we're talking about here is will fall to It'll fall to the wayside. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're teaching to the... To the benchmarks sure I, I would have to think oh they are they all are all the school that's how they're graded yeah and yeah and you can't hardly blame them no if, that, if that's how they're graded. that's how they're being tested right i mean that, that kind of concerns me and if this doesn't have that support at the state level where it's included in that state testing then i don't know how this is going to be successful in school do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely so and that's where i, I I'm, I'm not an educator uh, yeah, I, I don't know how well, how that works here in Ohio, but yeah, I know there's a there's a Department of Education mm-hmm. at, at the federal level. All, all the states have that. Uh, the counties have uh, sure. board, boards of education. So, it, I guess it would be my hope that uh, with federal monies and oversight, that could work its way in and and become commonplace. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not an educator, but I would hope that's the way it works. I'll tell you, I think this is a is a great idea. I I don't I hope it goes through. You know, well, I do too for sure. And I think it's absolutely necessary. Well, and it's necessary for the world that we live in, and that is uh, the world that's supported by hunting license purchase and fishing license purchase. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we're talking about environmental education, so this is an education to make everybody a hunter or a fisher. No, no, no. That's just a slice of that. You know, hunting and fishing is a slice of this whole thing. Right. But it would, but be... it pays for all that. It does. It does. Yeah. The park you're walking in the state park came from hunting and fishing license sales. It's a sportsman. It's a truth. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, uh, there's a great support yeah. uh, uh, offered by hunters and fishermen. And sadly, um, there just aren't enough being replaced. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you and I, 
we need to be replaced by one young ones coming in buying licenses to to make the whole thing work and uh with this uh, this deficit um in interest that we're talking about that's not going to happen no. unless uh unless something changes yeah you know it, it's interesting uh, um as you know don you and i do that that kids derby every year and i've done it almost 30 years now and it's um a long time ago you know i used to have well over 100 kids at this event every year um, and now i'm lucky if i get 50 kids and i know we've had the covid years mixed in there and that kind of messed up everything but since covid uh, we've kind of settled on that 50 as my benchmark you know i'm thrilled with that compared to the early 2000s and in the 1990s you know i'd have you know almost 250 kids at some of these events you know kids derbies i'm just not seeing that anymore and it's funny i i found some information here uh and this is from the recreational boating and fishing foundation and i'm not going to go into all these numbers but just let's just look at the last six years you know in 2014 kids six to twelve there was 7.9 million kids participating um, and that was 27 percent of that age group Okay, so if you jump to 2020, and I know these numbers might be a little screwy because of COVID, um, it drops uh, the percentage of kids fishing in that age group, the six to 12, dropped to 23% in that six year period. So you could see I'm seeing it, and now the numbers verify that. Um, and I realize this is just a slice of the big, the big picture, fishing and hunting, but it, I think it shows you the overall. There's just not a whole lot of interest anymore like there was. I think that slice tells you yeah, all you need to know. It does. It does. And then I found something else that's just, um, you know, we talk about, and I know you and I were just talking about this. We see golf on TV all the time, and everybody seems to be a golfer and everything else. And in my family, too, there's a lot of golfers. Um, there's a lot of anglers, too, in my family, and a lot of people love to hunt, too. But I found some numbers. This was just in 2022. Uh, they, according to the, this is from the U.S. Um, Fish and Game Commission, uh, nearly 60 million people participate in fishing in the United States compared to golf, 24.8 million. So think about that for a second. It's still, fishing is still the number one participant sport in the United States. So that's, that's great. I'd like to continue to build that. Uh, but it doesn't, with the kids, I think we're losing that ground game behind us, you know. Well, I think the fishing that we enjoy happens because of those 60 million yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And if we don't have that, we got problems. If we don't do something quickly here with the kids, uh, I'm just afraid, you know, 30 years from now or 40 years from now that we're not going to have 60 million anglers anymore. Do you know what I'm, I, I could just see it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, um. My experience is kids are just overscheduled. Yeah. You know, I think that's why you don't get them at the kids' derby, which yeah. takes place on a Saturday. Yeah. <clears throat> it's their, bas their baseball, soccer, whatever. Yep. Well, look at our families, too, Don. Our kids, I mean, you were busy with, the, with you had soccer, basketball, track, uh, dance, competitive dance. And then I had all those sports and everything under the sun for how many years. But you know what? We found time to take the kids outside fishing hunting yeah they still we got did there we did we and it was because it was part of who, how we grew up you know yep not all kids get there though no they don't yeah they don't yeah I, I don't know i just thought that was interesting you know we have all these anglers today 
But if you look what's the um, future generation, it's not there. We're, we're losing that battle. And I think this bill, hopefully it gains some ground here um, and does something to help us stabilize that. Yeah. I, I hope they have some success with it. Yeah. It, it has met with resistance in past years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's difficult. I know when you I don't know that you can legislate education. It's been in the news lately. There are things that uh, some states don't want talked about in their education. Uh, we've had the thing, the no child left behind. That mm-hmm. was a, that was a, a thing in a while back. Controversial. Yep. Um, you know, I don't see much controversy with this one. No. You know, um, I, uh, the Congress has the data to say this is a pretty good thing. I haven't seen any data to say, oh, this is a terrible idea. Right. Uh, right. We're not making dummies by this. No. So I really do hope they succeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I hope so uh, for, for our sake and for the sake of the, the lands that need supported by hunting license and fishing license purchase because yeah. we, we need those consumers of that. And uh, not just for the selfish reasons that I'd like those to be very good, I think it, it'd be a big hole in, in their life if they didn't have the opportunity to experience that, or at least have the chance to experience it. Yeah. Not every kid is going to need uh, or, or going to love uh, the outdoor world, but you never will if, if, if you you're not exposed to it. If you don't get exposed. Yeah, and I think it's right. important, too, they, they learn to respect it, you know, the environment. And that, if they never hunt or fish a day in their life with this type of education, they would learn to respect that. Um, and I think that's important. You know, you might think twice about, you know, littering or uh, planting an invasive species or whatever it is. You know, you might think twice about doing it. If they had that educational background on how, how important that is to not do that. Well, understand why you yeah, need, why, need why? clean water. Right. Not just to right. drink, but for the organisms yeah. that live in it. Yeah, so it's, um, I agree. So. Yeah. Now for you and I, you know, uh, we came about it from a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, we came to understand conservation after we uh, had an interest in, in Fishing the sporting and hunting. world. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the conservation came after the sport, actually, where um, in this case, uh, our hope would be, my hope would be that uh, the, the sport will come after they have some understanding of that world. So... But we'll have to see. We'll have to see if it can gain some traction. Yeah. So what's the call to action here? What are you asking our listeners to do here, Don? Well, what I would suggest is that you get to your uh, congressman and your senator and ask for their support with Senate Bill 1239 and House of Representatives Bill 2784, the No Child Left Inside Act of 2023. Um I think that's good for all of us in the sporting world, uh, the the world of hunting and fishing, and uh, you know they need to they need to know. You yep. know, we had a call to action previously with the uh, Recovering America's Wildlife Act, which uh, since we're talking has about been it, reintroduced, correct? It has been reintroduced. Okay. It uh, it went down in flames uh, and died with the 117th Congress. It didn't didn't get traction. But it has been reintroduced. Good. Um, with the 118th. Uh, I don't have that number in front of me, but I got a place you can go to find out. If you go to GovTrack, 
dot us. That's g o v t r a c k dot us. Uh, you can look up this bill, Senate Bill twelve thirty nine, House of Representatives twenty seven eighty four, and uh, and it'll give you the lowdown. You can read the bill. You can see who's on board with it, and uh, you can see where it's at in the uh, in the legislative process. And if you're inclined, you can also look up the Recovering America's Wildlife Act of 2023, and you can see if, uh, if your representative is on board with that and voice your support for that one. While I'll toss that in as a bonus here. Yeah, that's one. good, Don. Now, this legislative business isn't the fun and games that we like to talk about here with a regular basis. No, but, it's not. But um, it's important, and both of these are important. But, um, you know, getting the kiddos out to... To experience the the outdoors is uh, is of huge importance because uh, you know if you don't get them while they're young, you know in the formative years of uh, grade school, high school, college, uh, you're probably not gonna you're not gonna get them in uh, interested in the the uh, the world of nature and the outdoors. Yeah, I agree. Very good, Don. Yeah. But have uh, anything else you want to add? Well. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what uh, if we have any educators listening. I'd be interested. Yeah, to hear I that. mean, yeah. Please check out our Facebook page, and um, as I mentioned in the uh, when we opened the show here, and leave us a, a response, a question, a comment, and uh, we'll get back to you on that. And uh, I think this is a great one here. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, you know, you know, an educator could tell me better. Yeah, well, they would know if if what they're doing in their particular school district and and maybe this would be a good idea for them or maybe it's not. Or maybe they're doing something similar. I don't know. Yeah, I do know if I never got to the streams and the ponds, I wouldn't be into what I'm into now. Yeah. If I didn't get to roam around the woods, I wouldn't care much about what was in the woods. No, that's right. But uh, I would like to see more kids get that opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you. So very good, folks. Well, we're going to let you go here. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. And um, we'll have another show out for you here, a couple shows. We'll have Don's Conservation Corner, and we'll have a regular pod, a regular podcast out sometime later in July. Yeah, we're not going to beat up the, the, uh, the business of legislation. We're going to try and get back to fun stuff. Yeah. But we got to talk about it when we got to talk yep, about it. That sounds good. Okay, folks. Well, we're going to let you go this month. And uh, once again, as we always say at every show, Get out in your 120 and do something. Thanks for listening to 120 Outdoors and our monthly podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave us your comments while checking out our Facebook page.